back and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD, and we had an all-time sports weekend this weekend between the football, the football, uh, we had a couple more big signings, Dansby signs, kind of the last full-blown big signing uh, of this MLB free agency, uh, Benny, a couple other guys dropped, but I think we're going to do the football and then we will do uh, Dansby and the shortstop contracts and kind of where where they landed, what we like and what we don't like. But we have to start with the football. Hey, congrats to Messi's Argentina. We got Argentina, France, 10 a.m. Uh, anything at the highest level. That's always the answer, whether it goes to Olympics, whether it goes to soccer, uh, anything at the highest level is always going to be the best. And we had high level slash absolute chaos disaster football this weekend and it started on Thursday night as Brock Purdy and the boys got it done against the the Seahawks kind of don't care story is the Niners are rolling uh Brock Purdy George Kittle making friends uh for fantasy football reasons uh the story really starts on Saturday. Uh so all right we get Saturday football right college football is out NFL is claiming as many nights of the week as they can. And the Colts, Jeff Saturday, after the bye week, you know, is he, he's fighting for his job. The owner clearly wants him to have it. The Vikings, are they fraudulent? Nobody likes them. 33 to nothing at the half. The Colts were rolling on the Vikings, and then it became almost a joke. I think if anyone was texting with their buddies or watching the Saturday games, it was almost, especially now that, the U.S. is in a sports gambling world. It's like, oh, you know, Vikes will probably come back. NFL, they're the better team. Big lead like that. Matt Ryan. Oh, no. They did. I'll be honest. I got, I got in on the action. Shout out DraftKings. $15 when they were down 20 nothing. Got like 65 bucks out of it. And didn't deserve it. Because Colts, what are you doing? They only score three points in the second half. If they basically had kneeled on the ball the whole time, they would have won. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, they go to an 11-3, and three, the literally the largest comeback in NFL history. Uh, and it's what do you do with any of that? Because the Colts have stunk. Uh, the Vikings are fun. Like, that's where everyone's deciding to land on them. Uh, it seems like they should not be 11-3, and three, but they are. And, and like we did a couple weeks ago, you like Dalvin Cook, you like Jefferson, you like Hawkinson, the tight end. Cousins is Cousins. I, I mean, he ends up throwing for 460 in this that, I don't know, he's he's kind of aging well. Uh, in a couple years where we've seen some of the the veteran favorite QBs, Brady, Rodgers, uh, it feels like they're falling off. Kirk Cousins is rolling. Uh, maybe it's the signature win the Vikings need to get some respect. The Colts stink. Uh, and Jeff Saturday, uh, it's not looking great for his head coach coaching tenure but what a way to start off saturday uh 
my goodness. Literally the biggest comeback in NFL history. You got a Browns-Ravens poop bowl in between. Uh, Huntley doesn't have it. J.K. Dobbins looks good running on one leg. The Browns, 6-8, and eight, they win. The highlight for me, Chris Rose, pregame and, and the, uh, the halftime show. Hot. Him and Joe Thomas looking well. <laughs> but we were highlighted later that night. The Bills... They sealed their playoff spot, and they win at the final minute. Josh Allen, he has another moment of being Josh Allen. Let me put the team on my back. He had like his 40-yard scrambler, whatever it was. They made this closer than it, it probably should have been in a Miami team playing in Buffalo in the snow. Uh, Waddle, he did his touchdown dance. That made Jess very happy uh, when she saw that. That guy would do a penguin touchdown dance because his last name is Waddle. So, uh Bills hold serve 11 and three. They're going to the playoffs. Dolphins eight and six. Like I've kind of been on. They played their tough stretch. Uh, it's going to get easier for them uh, as they go. Packers, Patriots, Jets. A couple of those teams we'll be talking about very significantly in a minute. Um, and they'll probably win those games because they're they're a solid football team. I, I don't think they're great. Um, but hey, in Buffalo, three-point loss in the snow. I'm I'm not going to get him on that one. Good for you, Bills. Which brings us to Sunday. And a couple of these finishes are... It's unreal. It, it, it hits one of those points that, as I mentioned with the World Cup, I don't know. I, I don't... Maybe I need to lay off the gummies or I, I don't know what it is. But sometimes sports seem kind of scripted. Um, I mean, Messi and Mbappe just going back and forth like that. Like, oh, okay. Like that never happens in soccer. Like, I mean, when I sat down for the red zone games, I was already exhausted. And then we were in it. Eagles end up beating the bears. Justin Fields has a couple highlight runs that you're like, man, like I, I remember when Vic first happened and nobody had seen it. And Justin Fields might have to like yell at Vic because uh, without that, uh, you haven't seen it look like that running wise kind of ever, man. He he stepped out of bounds uh, on one run that, you know, was still an incredible run. Uh, if he didn't like literally toe out of bounds, it, it's an all time highlight reel run. I should give some some love to Lamar, too. I mean, you know, Pete. Prime Lamar Jackson when he's running down the football field is is a different kind of shifty and different. He had that signature Bengals run, I remember, that everyone was like, my God, what is this? I'll give Justin Fields all the credit in the world for that. It's going to be super interesting. My buddy's getting to fight literally every NFL Sunday, whether he's good or not. Um, and there's a pretty good argument that the Bears stink. Um, and it's, is he going to be able to pass enough? But if if you can run like that and you can pass just a little bit, you're going to have a really good chance to be good. And speaking of Eagles, they go to 13 and one good for Jalen hurts. Uh, they're the dominant football team this season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see their playoff schedule and see who they run into along the way. Uh, Falcon saints shouldn't talk about a lot, uh, but they, they start Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Mariota gets benched and he says, I'm getting knee surgery. Everyone was hot and bothered about that. I kind of get it. Kind of don't like if you need the knee surgery and they're not going to play you well, that that's kind of your prerogative. Um, and, and they lose. And if they start Mariota, I don't know. Cause you know, I've had a little for a bad team. I've had a man crush on the Falcons. 
Uh, Saints win. They had a couple big plays. And Juwan Johnson, the tight end, helping some people's fantasy worlds out. Speaking of tight end scoring a couple touchdowns, how about CJ Uzama for your John Boy Media and the New York Football Jets? Two touchdowns out of him after not having any on the year. Uh, that was a lot of fun. This game was a lot of fun. Uh, until the end for Jets fans, fourth and one, they need the stop. What a play call by the Lions, who, by the way, they're now seven and seven after they end up winning and Zach Wilson and all that. Do they win this game with Mike White? The Lions are like a video game. They're like a Madden franchise gone rogue. Defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, who a lot of you are probably familiar with from playing D-back in the league. Dan Campbell's the head coach. The offensive coordinator, Deuce Staley. Like, it's literally when Madden started adding the feature where, like, coaches retire and then you could, or players retire and then you could, like, hire them. It's like, oh, they're into coaching now. And you're like, all right, this is kind of fun. The Lions are doing that. They are also 7-7 seven and seven after being 1-6. and six. Uh, Jets fans, tough. Uh tough one at MetLife playoff. Uh, so do the Jets still. It's going to be so messy both ways. The the extra game this year, I feel like we didn't fully compensate for. Um, you know, when looking at teams' records, I keep talking about the teams that you wish their record was one game better. And a couple of those teams have a little bit of hope. Steelers-Panthers, no. Uh, Steelers win. Jaguars, how about them? They beat the Cowboys. So this is when the chaos really starts to begin, right? Like, Cowboys, Jaguars, you know, uh, everyone's drinking the Trevor Lawrence Kool-Aid, but the Cowboys go up. They go up 17. Jaguars, they're fighting back. They do it. We're going to OT. And then the pick six, Rayshon Jenkins. Have a day, kid. Uh, we don't give enough cornerback love here. But how's your 18 tackles and two picks? Um, and including the game-winning pick six uh, for the Jaguars, who are six and eight. Uh Happy for the Jags. Everyone's going to kill the Cowboys. I don't know. I, that Jaguars, again, there's a couple teams you wish you could switch records with of the way they're playing. The Jaguars are one of them. Um, who else? Like the way the Ravens are playing now. Uh, but it's it's without their quarterback who's been requesting the bag all year. Tight, like the Titans. If you could switch the Jaguars and the Titans record, 6-8 and eight and 7-7, seven, seven, everyone would love the Jaguars. They're thinking Trevor Lawrence has broken out. It's clicked. We'll get to Patriots Raiders. Those are two teams I think everyone wish. But either way, pick six to end it, the Jaguars against the Cowboys. That doesn't just happen. Meanwhile, while that's happening, the Chiefs, they go into OT against the Texans, two touchdown favorites. They hand it off. McKinnon has a big game. Sure, because they just bust him out whenever they need to. Uh, seventh straight AFC West title. Think about what the Chiefs are doing. That's pretty crazy. So we've got a walk-off in OT. We've got two walk-offs in OT. Uh, the Lions essentially walked off the Jets on fourth and one uh, to their tight end wide open. They're like, all right, the chaos is going here. Chargers-Titans, we're getting into the later slate here. They, uh, Titans tie it up. They were debating, should we go for two and try to go for the win? They take the tie. Uh, Herbert, he makes two passes. This game was so ugly for so long, and then Herbert throws an absolute dime to Mike Williams that sets them up in field goal range. They win. They're eight and six. I wish it was a more convincing eight and six, but they are eight and six. 
I just don't know why Herbert plays like that sometimes for most of the game. And then when they need it, so I don't know. I guess I shouldn't complain about it. Uh, Titans, yipes, seven and seven. Uh, after giving them and Vrabel a lot of love as a class team, end up getting rocked in the second half. And everything that was lucky in the first half went the Bengals' way. They went 34 to 23. Um, Bucks turned into a clown show for a little bit. The ball was just on the ground. Uh, Bengals, they put up quick math 32 points. Uh, no, 31 points in the second half, 31 to six. Um, Pretty insane, but it all pales in comparison to one of the more famous plays that we'll remember in our lifetime. Um, Patriots, Raiders, we got Belichick, we got McDaniels. Um, you know, the Raiders, hate they've been my litmus test team. Um, and, you know, hey, it looks like they've got this one. On the road with the Raiders, they would go to 8-6. and six. Derek Carr throws one up to Keelan Cole. They call it a touchdown. Boy, do those camera angles look like it was not a touchdown. Uh, you look at that second foot and where you want it to be, and it was not there. How do we not have another camera angle on the other side to see if it wasn't? Because I'm, I'm not going to fully refute that it wasn't in, and that's the whole point of the replay system and all that. But you need that other angle because there, there's so often you see it from that side that you can't see it from the other, and you couldn't see this, and that's why they couldn't overturn it. Incredible throw, incredible catch, but they, but either way, tie game. 24-24, Patriots get the ball. Let's, you know, Herbert just did it. Let's get a couple throws. Let's get a field goal. They don't get in the field goal range, so, you know, they're doing kind of that final play where you, are you going to throw the Hail Mary or just give it to one of your guys and let them rack up yards and maybe something crazy happens? Well, maybe something crazy happened. Uh Stevenson, who I love, man, he's a stud. He gets a really nice runoff. His thought process is, man, I got a pretty nice runoff, and I see one of my guys here, Jacoby Myers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the lateral, and hey, maybe chaos ensues if he starts running the other way. Who knows? Crazier things have happened, right? Y yes, Jacoby Myers, and this has been kind of the analysis, and we'll we'll see if anything else comes out. But in the moment. End of the game, you get a ball lateral to you. Every time that's probably ever happened in your career, you you continue the lateral. You don't want to be the guy that goes down. So he's got the ball. He's looking around for what to do. He says he sees Mac Jones, which on a lot of lateral plays, they some they mix in the quarterback because that's normally to get like the second cross field throw to throw everything off because he's a guy that throws the ball for the profession. Poor sweet Mac Jones uh, gets the ball thrown towards him. Unfortunately, Chandler Jones, former Patriots great, is waiting right there, catches it, gives Mac Jones a stiff arm from hell. From pure hell. It's, you know, sometimes we forget the level of athletes. You know, I'm in the warehouse right now. Um, Chandler Jones and Mac Jones outside of Mac Jones throwing a football and running the offense, very different athletes. And man, he laid into him with a stiff arm. Mac Jones had no chance. Patriots lose. Changes their whole postseason outlook. The Raiders get a miracle win, which man, they needed after their rough start to the season. And um, 
It's got to feel good for McDaniels against his old team, Chandler Jones against his old team, and Patriot fans are straight up reeling, man. Uh, they were down in this game. They came back, and then they lose on one of the worst laterals. And, I mean, that touchdown catch before, it probably wasn't a touchdown. That Patriot fans are still shook um, and not really sure what to do. Uh, I mean, it feels like Mac Jones isn't the answer. It feels like Belichick's in a very different place than prime Belichick used to be. Uh, and one of the worst losses all time that everyone kind of, it felt like everyone watched it out of the side of their eye. Cause it was just like the final play and it, this, nothing's going to happen here. We're get ready for overtime. And it's one of the craziest plays of all time that set up BBDs G men. Oh, per usual. Uh, I forgot Broncos win over the Cardinals 24 to 15. Um, great game. Ripian slinging it at quarterback for the Broncos. Their defense is actually really good, and they've been really good the past couple years. That's the frustration. The New York football giants and the Washington commanders, a pseudo-playoff game. They had Kornacki on before the game showing the percentages. If either of these teams win, goes to like 90% chance they make the playoffs. If they don't, it's like 30s. The Giants... Kind of dominated this game. Kayvon Thibodeau have a moment. Um, strip sack touchdown. Um, ever Collinsworth was freaking out about the game he was having almost too much. He was playing good, but Collinsworth was going nuts. Uh, Saquon uh, did enough of Saquon things, and then he even got in a rhythm late when it looked like they were in control, busting out the spin moves. And that one spin movie hit, he was landed in a juke that if he got out of that, that would have been an all-time highlight reel. Either way, Daniel Jones was in control. Dable was in control. The G-Men win on the road, 20-12. to 12. Uh, BBD, how you feeling? Uh, you feel really good, Kayvon. You're looking for like that that kind of game from him. Like He's been... Like kind of under the radar, very good so far this year. Uh, missed a little time to injury early, but uh, but I was kind of looking for for him to have a moment, and last night was certainly the moment, especially that first half. I I haven't seen that dominant a half on that side of the ball in in a very very long time. They believe, man. They they believe in what they're doing. Thibodeau has his his like full blown breakout game. Um, and yeah, the giants, they now have their path. If they basically win one game, they're in. And by the way, with all the chaos that's going on in the standings, if, even if they landed at eight, eight and one with a tie, I think they'd have a good chance. Um, happy for giants fans. Go check out talking giants. Uh, cause man, is this the best time they've ever had doing that? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I mean, one of the best sports Sundays I've seen, uh, Shout out to Argentina in the World Cup and Mbappe for turning it on. How nuts was all of that? Um, and the Vikings literally on Saturday. So, I mean, from Saturday afternoon through the Bills game into the World Cup, into that, it doesn't get much better than that. And I, I was lucky and happy that I was able to enjoy that while meeting Vinny Pasquantino in between that A story for another day that I told on Talking Baseball, actually. Go check that out. Um, couple like Chiefs walk off an OT that barely gets mentioned. Jaguars pick six only gets mentioned to win the game only gets mentioned because it was against the Cowboys really. Mm. Uh, like Chargers, a game winning drive like nobody really cares about. Um, 
the Patriots Raiders play all time, uh, butt fumble level. You'll, you'll always remember that one. Cause why? Cause why? And meanwhile, the G men so <laughs> on, on Sunday night football, they, they get a signature win, which they and Daniel Jones haven't, haven't had man. Daniel Jones is so boring. He's funny. I mean, my God, my God. Um, craziest part about the giant season is like still have no idea like is he good right. i'm one of the more pro daniel jones people and like so sure i don't I think, think he knows good, he's good enough but on the I whole think, we still have no idea i think he's pretty confused i <laughs> i think he, he's not sure like that's what it looked like in the post game like i don't I'm trying my best but i'm i'm not sure like i, I don't know if dayball and the guys deserve me um We'll see with that. Uh, let's get them in a playoff game and and I give Dayball a game game plan. Let's say Quan go. And by the way, you know we we talk about Justin Fields not having talent around him. I uh, I mean Richie James and who is that other guy catching balls? Sixteen. I I forget his name. Uh, Hodgins um, is eight number eight. Hodgins. Yeah, dropped what? from dropped from the Bills partway through the season, so he knows he knew Dayball previously comes over and he I mean seems to make every big play. That really doesn't get discussed enough. Um good happy for my G men friends. And that's the football weekend. Let's talk ball the baseball. Uh and what we haven't covered here, uh the big Dansby Swanson side. When did that happen? Was that Friday night? I think Friday night. I think Friday night, because we were all texting, are we doing this? Um, and we were like, no. Uh, and then we were doing Talking Baseball on Sunday. So it ended up working out. Dansby Swanson to the Cubs. Uh, 177 for seven years. I think one of the last times we talked on here, it was, it was where's that Dansby number going to land? Um, you know, he was projected six for 141 by Fangraphs coming in. Gets another year, gets a little extra money. Uh, not as crazy as as Bogarts and some of the other free agents that they were guessing. Um, but Dansby gets his home, and it's with the Cubs. Um, and it's it's fun for them. Uh, Dansby and Nico Horner, people, Jeff Passan, who's, who's not a guy that would normally throw this out there. He says they've got the best up-the-middle defense in the league with him and Nico Horner. Nico Horner will play second base. And by the way, he had a nice year for a young player, who was a uh, you know legitimate prospect too, and those two will be up the middle. People think they'll bat one too. We'll see. The Cubs, all right. Cody Bellinger, they made that move. Second year of Seiya. Um, you know they they've got a couple guys on that team. I still don't know what it means. As we did talking baseball, and go check that out. Um, you know when you look at them and the Cardinals on paper, the Cardinals have them be. You look at them in the Brewers on paper, and I think the Crews got them beat too. Um, now, does that mean over the course of 162, the Cubs can't have a better year than Brewers? Absolutely not. I mean, that's that's that ain't how it works. Um, but the Cubs need something else, and and there should be more coming. I I mean, there's still some veteran add-on free agent guys that can help their team. Uh, just innings. Uh, I mean, like even even a Rich Hill or Michael Walker or something like that, just to. It just to fill in some innings, their bullpen is still kind of the, um, but they add Dansby seven for one seventy seven. Baseball is all about hitting free agency at the right time, and Dansby did that. 
Um, you know, he's he's only missed two games in the past three years. Um, his hitting profile, it's not crazy, uh, but for a shortstop, it's really good. And and I mean, you're looking at a potential 2020 guy um, over the past couple years. Uh, for a shortstop, the hitting is there, and he won the gold glove. I, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, it, what's going to go on with his defense? Will he have to play second base? He's got the weak arm. We've done that. We've done that. I don't care anymore. Like, he won the gold glove last year, and he's good, and he's going to be good at shortstop for a couple years. I, I don't really care about big the bags getting bigger, the bases getting larger, which is happening next year. Um, you know, I, I think Dansby can still get the pill there. There's fun stuff with him and Mallory, uh, his wife, uh, U.S. soccer star, uh, now, did she change her name to Swanson? I don't know. That's where I hesitated on her last name. They just got married, uh, but they are a Chicago power couple. I'm praying that didn't factor into the Cubs decision of like, um, if it was more of a business decision than a baseball decision, I, I don't like that for the Cubs, but I like that they're doing stuff because there's what else they add. They still need help. Brennan Davis is a big prospect who's supposed to be en route for them. Uh, I wonder if that is, um, you know, if he's factored into their plans or if there's there's a trade on the horizon. Um, because I, I said this on talking baseball, but like this team, this team feels like an Anthony Rizzo away from being scary, and he probably should be there. Um, but I, I think the other thing now that it's dropped and Dansby assigned and and this second crop of shortstops, which again, I I I used to go on rants on talking Yanks and talking baseball, that good shortstops don't become free agents a lot uh, before the last two crops. You, you had to go back to th I think Jose Reyes to get a shortstop that, that got a hundred mil. Um, so we've been in a weird kind of window here of shortstops and where does it land? So they were projected Correa eight for two fifty six. He goes 13 for three fifty. Bogarts six for one sixty eight, eleven for two eighty. Trey Turner was projected seven for two ten. He gets eleven for three hundred. And Dansby six for one forty one turns into seven for one seventy seven. So to be fair to Fangraphs, they were low on everything. I think they've been low and they're usually low. I think they underestimate the high level talent. Is you're going to get an overpay to a degree, uh, but are you? Because you, you get the high level talent. That's the whole point. Um, I think the other thing they assumed, which all of us in baseball assumed was that the contracts were going to get smaller years, more money. Because I, I thought we already did this, right? Didn't we? With Pujols and a couple of these contracts, haven't we already done? Like Ellsbury, we knew we knew when he signed that, that half of it was going to be awful. I don't think we thought he'd go missing, but he did. Um, and here we are, and the teams would rather spread out the money because they don't want it to... They'd rather be half screwed for four years than full blown screwed for two. I, I don't know. It, it's still a weird thought process with the AAVs and spreading it out. I think it's funny now that we know where the contracts landed and who these guys are. Um, I think Correa Turner is the big debate for me. Um, you know, 11 years of Trey Turner at 300 mil, 13 years of career. He loses some value there. Uh, he can, he can hit, he can play ball. Like Trey Turner's going to be a good ball player as a, you know, an older second baseman, or if they ever kick him to left field, he's going to be solid. Um, 
Correa, it's funny because all the we get caught up in the off the field stuff, but he's kind of the best ball player and he's the youngest. I think that's the contract you'd most like to have. Uh, there's there's a big question mark, just kind of who he is. But I think being in the Bay Area might be good with him in a good organization and, and growing up a little bit. I think Bogarts, man, I, I love Bogey. Uh, for years, I kind of talked trash about him. Uh, when, when we played the Red Sox, I was like, I was never worried about Bogarts. I was like, yeah, he can hit. Uh, um, but the defense never bothered me. Um, and it never felt like he was the clutch or scary guy. Yeah. It just never felt like Xander was, uh, was given like the death blow to the Yankees specifically. And those are the games you and I both certainly watched the most of involving the Red Sox. So, yeah, I, I mean, with, with Bogarts, it, it was Benny, it was Betts. I, I haven't even mentioned Devers yet. I mean, Devers, I mean, Devers, literally his signature moment was hitting a home run off Chapman that made Joe's McFly fucking famous. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Bogarts was a victim of his company a little bit. That being said, in recent years, he was better slash he wasn't better. It was just more apparent how good he really is. Um, but I think when all the contracts got sorted and you look at the years and the numbers, if I had to rank how it finished out, I think you still want Correa. He's two years younger. He's the best player on both sides of the ball. Uh, when you say it like that, it's funny, but we get so caught up in his other stuff. I guess we'll see the 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 one thing that I haven't fully factored in that we heard from very real sources are that people are worried about his back. Um, we'll see. I have no idea if that is bad. I think Turner would end up jumping him, but I think it's Correa, it's Turner, it's Dansby, and then it's Bogarts. I mean, the 11 years, 280 for Bogarts, that that shocked everyone in baseball. I think that shocked the Boston Red Sox um, and it shocked everyone at winter meetings, which was literally everyone in baseball, and now there's some hilarious irony that he's the shortstop on the team of shortstops. Um and we'll see how all of that plays out. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I now I'm Correa's back has me itching a little bit right now. But you know Turner's going to decline, and I I don't know what's going to happen. Correa's back. He could be fine. We might never talk about it again. And uh, Dansby's just funny because the first half of his career he wasn't that good. He's been really solid. But if the hitting goes down a little bit and the defense goes down a little bit, he's He's kind of average, and you, you gave him a big boy contract. So, but this, I'll tell you, seven years, 177. When you compare that to Carlos Correa's 13,350, and you're like, okay, so that's literally about half. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But then again, I rank Correa as the best signing of all of them. So, who the fuck am I? Um, <laughs> I don't know, Biebs, anything else? I know there's a lot of other baseball, but I, I think we might save that for later in the week. I think so. We got we got still a couple months off season to circle back on all the all the baseball. Right? Uh Justin Turner to the Red Sox. Kind of like that for them. That's uh as I as I talk about with Bogarts and you didn't want to see the other guys at the plates. If they get a good year out of Justin Turner, God, he's he's gonna kill the Yankees. Um I wonder what the rest of their plan is. I just don't know. I just don't know, Sox. Not sure um, they know. He comes in. He comes in. JD goes out. Uh, we're kind of officially to trade season, right? Uh, what's what's the big trade that's going to happen? Like a Marlins pitcher? Is there? What else are people talking about? Either a Marlins pitcher, just a surprise. Brian Reynolds will get the most right 
run in the rumor mill because the Yankees are involved, but also the Pirates like don't oh, gotta trade him. So yeah, they like actually have leverage because they are more than happy to just not trade him. But I think Reynolds might go. Yeah, there's gonna be smaller stuff. Obviously, like I think the Cardinals have an extra outfielder. Everyone's talking about the D-backs outfield. Um, you know, Twins outfielders so i guess a lot of this is yankees guys i think reynolds goes I, I think there's enough teams with prospects that are in the yankees the dodgers i think both of them are in i think why why not the size why not any good team if you're the cubs you know it's three years of an all-star level player uh, i think the demand will be there um i don't know it I, he's still in the pirates best case scenario he doesn't do anything for them um, sorry, Pirates fans who are tuning in. Um, the and the you, only other impact one that's like kind of heavily rumored is just people think the Brewers are going to trade one of the arms. Think about I think they both have two years uh, of control left, right? So it'd be it'd be the time to move one of them if you're gonna. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I seems seems like not the move uh when the brewers still have kind of a good run at it but we'll see we're in trade season we'll see if there's any other christmas gifts for the people of baseball um if there's some choppy parts of this up i'm sorry we're at the warehouse filming something really cool for you guys i'll let bbd work his magic on it um and a lot of love 